What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, uh, but we encourage you to engage with the stuff that you do like, even if we do not enjoy it, even if we say it's very bad and shouldn't be consumed by other people. That's all good. Doesn't matter what we say. Matters what you like. We're just endeavoring to put new stuff in front of you. So, if you like a band, buy their records, buy their merch, go see them live. The format of the show is also very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We randomly select between five and seven of them to listen to. Everything is user submitted. Uh, as always, I remind you, we are not trying to be tastemakers, professional critics, or make objective value judgments here. <clears throat> uh, if you want to submit music to the show, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. That's all there really is to it. <clears throat> so on that tip, on the, on the sort of, um, hey, we're not trying to be tastemakers here. We often remind people we're grown men that are still talking about punk and hardcore. Our opinion should only go so far just based on that fact alone. And our lives are um, probably less prosperous because of it. Easily. No, like... 100% no questions asked <laughs> no, none. far less prosperous right. than it could they could or should be right, right? by any metric you know I, well, I don't want to derail your conversation mm -hmm. but you know last last time we talked about imposter syndrome yeah and I was thinking like god where just imagine how much I, I assume mm -hmm. better off I would be sure if I didn't run a punk house for 14 years absolutely dude no no doubt about it right, right. yeah of god course god knows where I might be up at the top, dude. <laughs> the upper echelons. So I get back to it. No, so it's it's kind of it's just it's kind of in this general in this general world, right? An extension of that kind of basic idea from which we operate. And I I guess I'll pose the question to you: Did you have a moment? Maybe not like a specific moment, but a moment where you realized this, where you went from being a young man who felt very intelligent and capable and thinking of yourself maybe in superior terms. Cause certainly I know I did, I'm not speaking for you, but I, as a kid, sure. I was like, I'm a fucking smart guy. Sure. And as a kid, I'm talking about into my early twenties, right? Sure. Before my frontal lobe was fully developed. And at some point in the not too, you know, distant past, I had a moment where I realized that was a false belief about myself. And I think that not only do I trick other people on occasion, but I tricked myself for a long time because I am, relatively, and I use that term strongly here, relatively erudite and articulate, relatively. Relatively. I cannot remember how to do long division. 
I have no skills that would be applicable in the betterment of the world or even my community in any way at all. My intelligence is so limited and like <laughs> it is so microscopically focused on something that is useless and doesn't help anybody except for me in the most marginal ways. I had a, eventually a moment where I'm like, I'm not a smart guy. And at first that really bothered me. I was like, man, that sucks. I used to think of myself as intelligent and capable <laughs> yeah. and like really able right. to maneuver myself right. through, a, through a room with like a lot of finesse. And now I'm starting to realize like I'm not a smart guy at all. And I felt a lot, I guess this sort of uh, imposter syndrome that you were describing about that, like, man, I've been posturing my whole life as a guy who really knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's going on at all. I have a very tenuous grasp on the world around me at best. On my worst days, I don't know, up from down, right? But over the years, it's come to be something that I really take a lot of solace in, actually, because it's allowed me to step back and not think of myself as like a part and just be like, I'm just a dumb guy, man. You know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm capable enough to like navigate through some situations and like hold a conversation and be, be social, you yeah. know, speak about the things that I know about, which are, are few. And uh, it got me thinking further because I was listening to an interview with a peer of ours, a creative person who's a little bit younger than me and considerably younger than you, who thinks of what they do as, as art, right? Mm -hmm. Like they make music adjacent to hardcore, right? And they think of what they do as art and they were talking about the goal of art being to reach people and to make connections and things of this nature. And as an extension of the idea that I am not a particularly intelligent guy, in the more recent past, I've started to realize very actively, because I don't know that I'd ever really mulled it over before, that I don't know that I would consider anything that I've ever created art. And like, mm. I think of how I actually interact with music, particularly like a uh, craft, right? Like a guy who builds stools, not yeah. like a guy who makes beautiful oil paintings. And a, and a hobbyist stoolmaker. A hobbyist stoolmaker, stool, stoolmaker who's like pretty good at what he does and maybe takes pride in what's he, what he creates, but the purpose is clear mm -hmm. of what he's doing. Sure. And so at my best, I'm a craftsman. I can put together a solid stool that'll support your weight, and I'm pretty happy with that. At my worst, it's vomit. It's like emotional, mental vomit. And I don't think of that as art either. It's like pure catharsis. And it just happens to be something that I'm like, yeah, this turned out well enough. I'm sure people will like it, a label will put out, you know. And obviously there's some small desire there to be remembered or to interact or to touch people in some way or else I'd just keep it to myself. So there, that's sure. the conceit of like making art in a public space at all, Sure, you know. But I've really come to terms with the fact that like I... I guess I'm probably what maybe like some of the people who were reacting like first wave hardcore people were reacting to the sort of like the violence and the meat headedness of like scenes that were popping up around them. I think I'm the guy that like, even though I like all of this stuff, I think I'm the guy revolution summer was reacting to. And I've started to come to terms with this fact. Yeah. Like, I think I'm a real dumb meathead guy. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. like, <laughs> cause I was like, I was really thinking about it. I'm just like, I don't make art. Like, I want to make music that sometimes offends, sometimes challenges, but not in a particularly intellectual or philosophical way. 
and most of the time just makes people want to pull out combat knives and dive from dive from speakers. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Did you have a moment or like a, a period of time where you like reconciled with that or were you pretty much always at peace with that? Because I feel no. like there's been two so, halves so, of my life. Yeah, I mean like I yeah, I mean every day I realize that I'm a fucking idiot. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and it only believe me, from here on out. Yeah. It only it only ratchets up. Sure, yeah, I can right? imagine. Yeah, right. I think I think by the time by the time I die, yeah, right. I'm not even gonna know how to click two rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't even know sure. how that. I don't even know how that works anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I never really. I, I I was never like a super creative type. Sure. You know, I mean, like I, I thought about going to school for art. I, I'm you know, I almost never do any art anymore but, but you you have you have a proclivity for for the visual I, arts i have a bit i have a bit of talent but sure very little skill sure that's that's that is me in every everything everything right. that i'm interested in i have a bit of talent but very little skill sure i even considered like double major sure when I, for art and you know however that would fucking work right right but um no i think that it's it, it started when I started working with and meeting genuinely smart people. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that does a lot. Right. Yeah. Sure. Because uh, you know, I don't. Uh, in my in, in in I I I also have two like completely separate livelihoods for sure. Right. Yes. I have this, mm -hmm. and I have my friends and stuff associated with this, and I have my professional stuff and the stuff that i actually care about like ethically and so forth about sure the only thing i ethically i fucking care about sure and there's virtually no overlap between them yeah yeah None. right right and probably for better or worse right because i don't i don't socialize with people that are into the same things that i am in that way for mm -hmm. the most part yes i don't socialize with virtually anybody sure um yeah. you know at least in the modern i guess rules of engagement with being social right sure right yeah so yeah i mean i, I think about that I, I, that happened uh i don't know probably when i was around your age maybe i, I was like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> yeah, sure yes right yeah, but yeah like i'm in deep now right I'm like what would i do without it yeah you know i was thinking the imposter syndrome was was, was kind of like going along you know like it's been on my mind right yeah because then i was i was thinking about earlier this week i was like even when i was in school and we had like um you know we had like mentors mm -hmm. in school yeah you know what are your goals like i don't have any to sure. exist now i can't even yeah I, I can, you know when i was when i was 17 it's like i can't even imagine college i guess but i can't even imagine myself in five years and that's still fucking true 100 percent, dude Still, I, I can't possibly imagine what I'm doing five years from now. It is a barrier to healthy romantic relationships for me, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, somehow it worked, you know, it worked for me. I yeah, guess. for I sure. Know, yes, like, yeah. You know, like, it's, it's I, I can't fucking imagine. And, and it's like, it's because I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to turn this into like a personal, you know, like deep dive into our sure. own person, you know, whatever. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's because I don't actually think I really desire anything. Like I yeah. don't desire power. Right. I don't desire fame. Yes. I don't desire I don't desire, you know, like recognition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we do this show, but yeah, I you know, I never talk about it. Sure, yeah. And like that this show yeah. is about the extent of like my self promotional like desire. Yeah. So and it's just cause it's fun. Yeah, and I, I and I would I would say this 
I, I, I occupy a similar space. And so for me, recognition or, or any sort of social clout that allows like my bands to play on a broader scale or to a bigger audience or something at this point in my life, maybe I didn't always feel this way. I'm not sure. I, I don't, I don't remember who I was at 22 other than that. I was not, yeah, you not th- sick. You think you remember who you yeah, were, right? Yeah. Right. But I was not a sick dude. And in 10 years, I'll probably feel the same way about 32 year old me. Sure. But to me, it seems like that I think is just, it's just a way for me to facilitate doing something that I think is fun. And I think it's the fun scales up as there are more people jumping off the stage yeah. and hurting each other to my music or whatever. And it's just a way to facilitate something I like to do, which is like travel and live a life that is very free of sort of traditional constraints in terms yeah. of schedule and yeah. things like that. And so if my bands are even have even a modicum of like, general success that allows us to like go on the road and play a show that's cool or whatever. It just is a way for me to at little to no cost get to do a thing that I want to do in right. a way. And then there's a, the added bonus of like, you get to rip and play cool hardcore on stage right. every night, but it's not, I feel the same way. And I've had conversations with like romantic partners and stuff about this when, especially when I was younger, who would be like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm, and I would always, my rebuttal would always be like, well, why do you want to do anything <laughs> yeah, in terms like, of like a career or something like, unless you're passionate about the career, like, why does it matter? Like, why don't you just find something that you don't mind doing? And as long as it allows you to subsist, then like focus on doing the things that you do like, yeah. like what's the, I guess, what's the end goal in this? And I've never been able to figure it out. I think we talked about this show on the show really early on how like, I just couldn't, I can't figure out like what it is that people want (laughs) out of life. (laughs) Like I really can't. I don't don't know. I mean, maybe people don't really, I don't know. Maybe people don't think about it. Think about it. I don't know. You know, like I'm sure if you've got fucking kids, whether it's by desire or by accident, like that obviously requires you to want. Yeah. It lights a fire for sure. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, you know that, what I want? I want, I want to fucking go fishing. Yeah, right. I, exactly. I want to I die quickly. Yeah, and before I am aware of what's happening. Yeah, and uh, certainly before I become, uh, I guess, too old to go fishing. Yeah, and uh, that's what I want. Sure. Like I just don't care. And and and, and like you know, I don't know. No, I'm not even open that fucking. Can. <laughs> I'm not even open that fucking can because we're gonna go down a very fucking dark path. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we should. So, we should but I will that. say that I think that, like, I don't want to call it arrogance, but like, there's a hubris and an exuberance, like when you're young, when you think you have potential, sure, whether or not you've realized the limits of that or not, right? And that's like the province of youth, of course, right? Yeah. And everybody thinks that they're, you know, they're probably, you know, important in doing something important, and they should think that. I think sure. when they're young, I remember going to like poetry readings with my my cousin. We were like, "Oh, my friend's a poet." I'm like, "Who the fuck isn't a fucking poet?" Right? What does that even fucking mean? Yes. You know, and we go to like a coffee shop, and they would read some poetry that they wrote about, you know, the poignancy of making breakfast sure and like, who gives a shit fuck off <laughs> yeah you know right. like yeah. like that's always resided in me yeah sure and um i think but at the same time you know there was there was probably a much more irritating younger version of me that was like you know oh yeah oh the world's gonna be it's everything's gonna be fucking awesome man i can't yeah. wait i'm I big brains right yes big fucking <laughs> yeah, brains yeah, for right? sure dude for sure you know so i guess the point of this is just 
let go of the idea that you're smart. <laughs> and, and well, you will. Like, yeah. like, you know, but the thing is, like, you know, some people are genuinely smart. That's true. That is absolutely um, true. Some people are genuinely smart. But I find that folks, <laughs> this is my own, folks that cling to this, 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 uh, I guess, um, um, folks that folks that cling to like this uh youthful sort of vision of themselves as like important and smart and like carry that well into adulthood yeah are really fucking horrible deeply intolerable people very intolerable yeah people, for sure right like yeah. if you if you come at me as like a 22 year old yeah right where you know you're you're trying to challenge my intellect sure. and you're you're trying to like push buttons and get into a test of wills okay i guess that's part of being a fucking 22 year old sure. i'm sure it is right yeah but if you're elon musk yeah 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 sure and you're still doing this shit as a 50 year old robot chest man yeah no no way jose man fuck off dude nope fuck off sell that shit right into the sunset right and, and i'm not trying and, to and i will that. say that like of all the, like this the very smart people that i know um you know professionally and whatever None of them are like that. No, not to not one of them. Right? Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, fuck it. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, real quick, before the queue, I just wanted to mention uh, Slug played at the house last oh, yeah. night. We've had him at the show before, or I had him on the show before. Uh, really good live band. I, I, you know, I say it about most of those like DGR Ohio scene bands. And in my experience with a couple of them that I've seen, I felt the same way every time. I always say like, yeah, this is fine. Recorded. It's pretty good. It's getting the job done live. I'm sure it would be better. And love. I felt that way about uh, prevention. I felt that way about who's from Illinois, but the, they're on DGR and slug was great, man. They, uh, they opened with the cover of uh, Murdario stomp by uh, one life crew. And I've never been so quick to enact violence against my fellow man. Um, they were really, they were super, super fun. And I also have to shout out uh, Feet Aside. It was their first official show last night. Uh, they played like a cup, they played the send off show for the Muse, which is a local venue here, kind of unannounced. And then they hopped on a fest that one of my bands was on last minute and played like the opening slot. So this was their first like actual show show. And uh, man, they're good. The average age in that band is like 18 years old. It's two of the guys from another local band who is sick called Moloch, who are also all kids who are in high school still mm -hmm. and then the drummer from a, a band up in south bend uh called hollowed worship who is also like 18 and i think the vocalist is like 23 or something and boy oh boy they are really really fucking good for being 18 year old kids but even not for being 18 year old kids they are a good death metal band cool really impressed they just put out their uh their ep you can find it on spotify Bandcamp, all the normal places that you find music i definitely suggest that everybody check that out it's really good and i don't anticipate that that band is going to be like strictly a local band for very long at all especially because they're friends with like some bands in that maggot stomp scene mm. I, I see them getting scooped up pretty quick so um so okay cool let's jump into the queue we got uh we got we got a good got a good spread tonight some stuff i'm um uh, excited to check out some other stuff that i feel less strongly about but it, it looks pretty good so first up we've got uh payasa with the haze begins this is a band from illinois I'm not sure if they're from Chicago or just like the, the surrounding area. I've seen them on show flyers around Chicago before. This was sent in by Mike, who plays in Saren out of Chicago. Said that some of the parts reminded him of like Bulldoze, which normally doesn't work for him, but that works really well here. 
Then we have got uh, Echo Chamber with their demo. This is a band uh, that is out of Germany. Uh, it was sent in by Ethan, who described it as playing like the, you know, the 80s, late 80s demo core style of stuff with like a lot of two-step and side-to-side parts. Love the art on it. I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff. I'm also, spoiler alert, I'm also very stupid when it comes to visual art. I don't interpret anything. I don't see metaphor. I see mean little guys with a knife smoking a cigar and stupid art on a tape, and that's what I like. Well, I think if, if this music sounds anything like what you just described, I don't think they really do metaphor either. No, no, certainly not, right? <laughs> yeah, so I like how this looks. Uh, well, this is this will be one I'll check out whether we land on it or not just because it's, it's it caught me. The guy on the cover of this looks like the uh the evil magician in frosty the snowman yeah with a knife with a knife yes he, this time he's not gonna fuck he's around. not fucking around no <laughs> he's getting that magic he's getting that hat for himself uh then we've got uh, chainsaw with the when will we die ep this was sent in by dustin it's on roach leg records it's some db stuff i've seen a bunch of people sharing this people whose opinion i trust i think micah shared it on instagram and stuff and uh people are people are saying it's good then we have got Discreet with A Bug in a Jar. So this is a band out of Texas. It was sent in by Quentin, who plays in Reek Minds. Shout out to Reek Minds. Very, very fucking good band. Uh, Discreet is members of Total Abuse and Creepoid. And uh, Convulse Records is actually about to put out their new LP. And I just listened to the oh, yeah. first song off of that today. And I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, so this is a collection of everything they've done up until now, along with a new song, which is like the title track on this. Then we have got, uh, oh wait, no, I didn't mean to open that up, my bad, hold up. Okay, then we have got the Proton and Total Sham Split. Um, this was sent in by Callum, Calum? I'm gonna assume it's Callum. Um, I don't know anything about this. It's out on Dirtbag Distro out of Kansas City, Missouri. I don't think he really provided any context for this. Looks like some punk shit. Then we have got Hog with Ready for the End. This is a band out of New Zealand. It was sent in by uh, Thomas. Said it's uh, you know, some ripping, some ripping hardcore punk stuff from uh, from New Zealand. Then we have got Primal Rat Screw with Terror for You. This was sent in by Jared, who said these are homies of his from Philadelphia. Didn't tell me anything else about the music. Uh, looks like the individuals in the band are wearing. What could be interpreted as black metal makeup, however, it, it, it being from Philly, that could be it could be ink and dagger. Uh, that's what I that's what I was thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's ink and dagger it, shit. And I was listening to um, first seven inch club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the you know like we shouldn't be a reaction podcast to other podcasts. Sure, <laughs> yes. right. We've mentioned a few in the past. Yeah. But uh, pretty good show. I like it. They they shouldn't stop doing it. I, I would listen. I would agree. Oh, we didn't make money doing this. Let's just stop talking about cool shit together, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. The fuck. Yeah. What else are you doing? Right. And and uh, um, they were talking about um, Ink and Dagger, and that's a band that I haven't really thought about in a long time. And when they were around, definitely was in on the goofing on the vampire thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, that shit holds up really well. Really fucking well, dude. It holds you know, up really like, well. Like, I definitely, I hadn't listened to it in a long time. Yes. And that shit holds up really well. Yes, for sure. Surprisingly well. It had been a minute since I had revisited that stuff, too. I, I, To be fair, I always remembered liking it, but it was one of those things where I probably hadn't actively listened to Ink and Dagger in maybe five years. It was like, I wonder. Yeah. 
still very, very good for sure. Uh, then we've got uh, the new Endorphins Lost release, Head Sick, on 18 is 9 Records and Tapes, our buddy Adam's label, who also happened to send this in. We've had Endorphins Lost on the show before. We enjoyed it. And then last up, we've got Yellow Cake with Can You See the Future? This is a D-beat band out of Phoenix, Arizona that was sent in by our buddy Micah, so you already know it's going to be good. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first. So correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But we have two discrete releases. No, we don't. I accidentally sent you a second discrete release because I just had that tab open because I was like... Yeah, because I just got an email from Convulse about this band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we just... The, the, the only one we have in the queue is a bug in a jar. I just yeah. accidentally included that second link. Well, what is the 10th link? Because I only have 10 then. I mean, I only have nine without that. Yeah, yeah. You're actually... You're right. That was just a mistake on my part. Well, anyway, we just rolled a four, so maybe it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't really matter. And four does happen to be discrete. Right. This was just an oversight That's on my part. That's why I mentioned it. So look at... Uh-oh. Oops. Tonight, we only have nine bands in the queue. My yeah. bad. I fucked up. I made a mistake. There you go. Uh, an act of a live testament to my stupidity in action here. Uh, at, at the very least, my inability to perform even the most basic tasks without making errors that change the entire format of the show that we're doing. So uh, you can find this at breathingproblem.bandcamp.com. That is the label that put this out. It just came out in September. Like I said, this is a collection plus a new song, and then, then the new LP is coming out on Convulse here pretty soon. And like I said, I listened to the song off of it. I liked it. It was... It was hardcore, but there was a lot of noise rock in it, and that was my first exposure to the band, so I'm interested to hear this stuff. So we're going to listen to the title track. We're going to hear Bug in a Jar off the release of the same name by Discreet. Yeah. 
All right, we just heard the song Bug in a Jar off the release of the same name by the band Discreet from Texas. How'd you like that? It was pretty refreshing. I really liked that a lot. I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, I dug that for sure. Um, I like the drone. I like the yes, noise. Same. You know, like, the, yeah, there was some hardcore in here, but this was decidedly more amp rep than, you know. For sure. Yeah. anything else yeah for sure there's the hardcore comes through and like the obvious basic bitch reference that i'm gonna make here which is like the dirgier black flag stuff yes obviously but there's also uh a lot of like unsane without any of the hooks yes, you know yes because unsane still has like a sensibility about him where it's like it makes sense that a song like scrape was kind of like an underground hit in the mid to mm -hmm. late 90s this is has the sort of general sonic groundwork laid by bands like Un Unsane, but it's reduced to its basic yes, essence. Exactly, and and I don't, I I think we heard this band before. We may have. We this, may have, they have yeah. the seven inch, mm -hmm. um, Dead Man's Line. Yeah, it's it's entirely possible. And for sure. this is the artwork for that. Oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. So we definitely. So I think Convulse put that out. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah, on Convulse. yeah, yeah. Sure. So. We've that. definitely had it in the queue at the very least. Mm -hmm. um, I can't recall if we actually listened to it on the show or not. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I think I've heard this band more from this band. I don't fucking know. I've heard a fucking ton of shit yes. since that 7-inch came out. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can't really tell you if the rest of this, I mean, this is, that's that's the longest track on this sure. release by far. Yeah. So this might have a bit more of that, you know, drone to it than other songs. Mm -hmm. But this, if this is setting the stage as a first track should for the rest of the album, if you ask me, yeah, it should lead into, you know, this, this is kind of a sampler, so to speak, of what sure. you can expect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm into this for sure. The new track that I heard from the upcoming LP on Convulse was really good too. Yeah. Uh, it had a, a very similar vibe to this. I like that it is fully unrelenting and doesn't have any interest in like presenting as approachable yeah at that, all so that's what i was going to say is like i really like the fact that you know this they were opening with this droney sort of song yeah they're not trying to strip hook back there's there's no danceable moment in not this. one like when this song first starts you might get a couple kids to go to take a big step side yes. to side and get going and but then yep easily 40 seconds in yeah everybody's just standing there well we have a song like that in our set and i and i always love that reaction when kids yeah. start moshing when the bass line comes in and then they realize we're in for th like three more minutes of yeah this shit, and, and, you know? <laughs> and you know i kind of like that i kind of like that um yeah that it, it's not it's off-putting to the it, it's off-putting to the broader world sure yeah but i hope it's also off-putting in the basement uh, exactly yes for sure I, I i want this to be for a select few people yeah um, mainly the people in the band indeed yes for sure yeah that was great man i loved it yeah uh, just exactly to my sensibilities i assumed i would like that based on the song that i heard earlier today so uh yeah i'll probably i'll probably throw in a pre-order for that uh upcoming lp on convulse mm -hmm. once again adam at convulse you know curating good shit man you can trust the man to put out quality material and thanks adam and yes. that money yes. christmas oh is coming God. christmas is coming and it's going to be a good one the stockings <laughs> are stuffed over the mantle because of convulse records that's right <laughs> uh, all right let's uh, let's roll the dice all right two all right two is echo chamber 
You can find this at dbnorecords.bandcamp.com. D-B-N-O records. Okay, so this is uh, a band or a label based out of Cologne, Germany. Based on the names uh, Yannick, Jonas, and Fabian, I'm going to assume this band is also European. <laughs> I think uh, that... And, and Eustace. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. And you said, I didn't even see that up, up front there. So, um, yeah, I like the look of this, you know, and this stuff, like we've said before, it can go one of two ways for me. If this clings really close to the raw deal demo and shit, yeah, I'm all in for it. With the recording quality, the sensibilities, if it gets a little bit more modern, I can hang with it sometimes if it's exceptional and other times it loses me. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Let me make sure that there wasn't a particular track recommended because I always overlook that. Nah, nothing, nothing particularly recommended. The first song is queued up to play it's a little bit longer they probably got a little bit of an intro tacked onto the beginning but that's all cool that, that's all good that's that's standard issue for stuff of this style so we'll listen to uh, all that is solid by echo chamber off of their demo heard the song all that is all that is solid by echo chamber off of their demo that just came out in july full disclosure i just started a band with our buddy adam lewis uh like we had our first practice quote unquote it's just him and i right now uh that sounds basically ex exactly like this and it's pulling from all the same reference points and i have been listening to nothing but like raw deal breakdown intent to injure outburst mm -hmm. and 
this is like pretty much nailing it. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of modern flourish in this, like nope. maybe a couple with like, you know, it's not as raw production wise as, as that stuff. Uh, there's not the sort of like weird idiosyncrasies that I like about a lot of that shit where like on the outburst seven inch, there's inexplicably chorus on all the guitars for no reason that you could ever discern, but it sounds sick. So it doesn't have some of those little sort of you know those oddities that kind of define that 87 to 89 era but still all in all i'm in the mood for this stuff right now anyway it's a ton of fun when it when it veers you know like i said a little too modern a little too slick this stuff can lose me i thought this clung very closely to the initial blueprint for this kind of shit which is what I really like. And uh, I thought this was real good. Europe Europe is holding it down. I haven't heard anything out of like mainland Europe in this style in quite a while. And I thought that this was a really good version of it. I liked it quite a bit, especially for demo. Really solid. Yeah. And I got to say, it sounded really good. It sounded very good. Yes. The, the recording was great. Was, this was really good. Yeah. Big, booming. Yep. You know, and when we think about what we just heard with Discrete. Yeah. And we think about the hardcore umbrella. Yes this is like the complete opposite ethos right this is this is designed so this is what i was talking this is craft this is craftman hardcore right. it's designed with a very specific purpose in mind right they want to see you floor punch and right. two-step and like that's it that's yeah, what that's, it's about that's you know what, what i mean right and that's what i want right. you know what i mean it's right. fun it's right. cool yeah like you know fucking discreet was like a frank lloyd right home yes really good looking yeah awesome sure super cool right utterly impractical right yes right yeah but uh, this, this is a meat and potatoes home build. That's right. Yeah. Right. It gets the job it done. Gets just the job fine. done. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I really like this. I this is an era of hardcore. This is a style and an era of hardcore where, um, I think I I have even less tolerance. Yeah. For devi deviation, you do. Yes. Because this very quickly gets into some shit that I really don't like. For sure. Yeah. Um, but when it's in this lane, yeah. For yep. sure. It, it has to be right in the pocket. And yeah, my, so mine go, my tolerance does extend because I like some, I like that 90s New York stuff like Demise and Marauder and shit that I think you kind of hop off for. But yep. there are a couple bands that are doing a, a good example of this. We had Combust on the show, mm -hmm. which is probably the biggest band in this lane right now. And that LP fucking rocks it fucking rules um so this is a style like i said when it's when it when it clings very closely to the precepts put forth by the forefathers in their combat boots um i like this and especially because i think the thing that like because for example i really like the killing time record bright side it is a classic yes a great fucking record but i like the i like the raw deal demo more because it just is like i think the collision of sensibilities in that like 87 era new york hardcore shit is so interesting because you have a, a general lack of ability with a desire to blend metallic influences but you're coming from a very punk background like all these guys thought of themselves as skinheads but they were playing hardcore and they kind of wanted to play metal but didn't really have the chops to mm -hmm. so you get this truly bizarre and idiosyncratic music and in fact like I think if you l listen to like early like Celtic Frost and then you listen to like the altercation demo, there's way more sonic similarities than you would expect <laughs> in that kind of stuff because it's similarly like kind of low skill people shooting for a thing right that is a nascent form that doesn't really exist anywhere except for in their heads and it probably comes out vastly different than they expected it to yeah and and we've said time and time again 
that that era when when things are still in a, a nebulous form yeah and you have people that want to do something but maybe can't quite do it yeah or you have um genres and forms not not fully mapped out yeah you know i mean that's why everybody looks at certain eras as like you know super exciting for sure even sometimes when it's 40 years later yeah absolutely so yeah this was real good man this is i looked at the art i i thought that it would sound exactly like it ended up sounding so good on echo chamber they did it they the whole package yeah i i kind of expected this to be a bit more um beat down than, than sure. it was yeah and was pleasantly surprised for sure real good shit man like it a lot what's next two again all right, two is Chainsaw with their One Will We Die EP. This is on Roachleg Records. You can find it at roachlegrecords.bandcamp.com. I expect that this will probably probably be pretty good. I hope it sucks. Yeah, that'd be fun. I know, I know it'll be good. Yeah. But, like, you know, I know when I see Roachleg, oh, it's probably pretty good. Yeah. It, it's, at least, it's at least pretty good. It's at least pretty good, right? Yes, for sure. And I just want a, I I want a fucking curveball from Roachleg. Yeah, something real shitty. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got the first song queued up to play. We we can go with that, or we can listen to the title track, Let's which is the, the second song. Track. Yeah, it's 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 a whole what uh, seventeen seconds longer. So yeah. we're gonna listen to When Will We Die off the EP of the same name by Chainsaw. We just heard one. Will we die off the record of the same name by Chainsaw? And I, I just hope all of our listeners understand how lucky they are to be living through this current D beat renaissance. Yeah, because goddamn, that's fucking good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's right in line with the rest of Roach Lake's uh, catalog too. I think I think this is I think this is probably in the upper echelon of Roach Lake stuff for me. Maybe like a, at least of like the raw punk D beat kind of Roach Lake stuff. Mm. There's other shit on Roach Lake that gets a little bit more out there and explores the fringes that I maybe will stand this te test of time a little bit more. But this is like pitch perfect D beat. Yeah, this will disappear into the back into the mud for sure in, within. Within three years, I'll pull, I'll pull. unless unless this band stays active, right? Sure, and yeah. blows the fuck up. Yeah, this is awesome. Now this shit is always fucking awesome. Yeah, right. Um, but there is so goddamn much of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super fun to play. It 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 burns bright, but it it absolutely just disappears back into the mud. Yeah, it's just kind of the nature of this stuff. Yeah, it's fine. That's 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 the nature of hardcore. But uh, yeah, this was really good. It occupies. 
I'm so I'm kind of interested and excited for this era of of punk and hardcore and music in general. I'm kind of excited for the 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 personal retrospective I get to do on this stuff in 25 years where I'm just going through my records and pulling stuff like this that I buy on a whim because of the mm-hmm. show and really like when I hear it and then probably don't in all honestly probably just don't remember again yeah. in 6 months because yeah. it is what it is. There's a lot of shit out. It'll be cool to like because we're living in a good era in terms of if you're just talking about pure quality control, there's so much good stuff out right now. Like, well, yeah, you're li- we're living in a good era. There's so much good stuff out there, but that's because there's just so much. Exactly. Stuff. Sure. Right. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're throwing that many darts, like a few of them are going to hit bullseyes. Right. Yep. So I think it'll be cool because even stuff that I think 10 years ago, this would be like, oh, this is fucking top tier. I'm fucking, I'm hanging on tight to this, mm-hmm. right? Whereas now it's just like, yeah, look, another A plus DB pen. Oh yeah, for sure. If, you know, if if this were if if this were you know, uh, 1999. Yeah. You know. Yes. This band would be huge. Yes. And fucking hot on havoc. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. And you would see chainsaw patches everywhere you fucking went. Right. So I'm kind of stoked for like even records that I'm going to forget about very quickly mm-hmm. to 20 years later, pull them out and be like, fuck this rips. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn, there was so much good music going on. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we do that now. Sure. But like, you know, that's one of, you know, that's one of our shticks on, on Patreon. Yeah. But, sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, for sure. You know, in, in 10 years, when you will i have forgotten about chainsaw almost certainly. almost certainly will i have forgotten about discreet almost certainly yes and that's just because there's so much fucking money. there's so much of it but right i can't even imagine what i'm doing in five years i don't <laughs> see myself in five years <laughs> Me neither. I, I, I live now yes i live fully now right they're, they're <laughs> i'm the buddhist ideal we're <laughs> the buddhist ideal we're totally engaged in in suchness yeah in presence well, well it, it's either it's either buddhist or you know if you watch like hated um, the Gigi Allen documentary, if you don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, and, there, you know, there's a few scenes where they're interviewing Gigi on a bed. Mm-hmm. And he looks awful. Yes. You know what I mean? Sure. But at the same time, he, you know, like missing teeth. Yeah. Just really bad fucking, like, he's got like a, a black knit cap sure. on and like yeah. big mirrored aviator shades he's missing two front teeth right right and he looks really bad but at the same time like he looks fucking cool yeah yeah sure right you know yeah, what i mean like, yeah. he looks like a cool filthy punk yeah you know yes but um when he's talking about you know uh, the future who, who who gives a shit about the future I, I'm, I'm living right now you know yeah I, I don't even I'm, tomorrow's tomorrow we'll get there when we get there and he's yeah. just sort of passing that shit off yeah and i remember the first time seeing that even though that i was in like college sure and actually thought about the future and i was right. like yeah that makes sense for sure and man. now i think about that and i'm like my god like 20 year old me yeah saw hated uh-huh. in actually looked at gg allen as like some kind of sage <laughs> yeah, yeah you know no doubt, yeah what the fuck is wrong i shudder to think at the bad advice i've given people i know so <laughs> I, know? I can't even see myself in five years no. thanks to fucking gg allen poisoning my brain yeah let, right? let alone can i imagine remembering chainsaw in five right, years right but uh right now it's pretty fucking pretty good. fucking good and it'll be nice to pull this out of the stack later that later on in my life and and think back on the good times yeah so uh, okay, cool. Another another winner from Roachleg. Let's roll the dice. We're making up for our our hardcore and punk light episode. I was, I was about to say a few, couple episodes ago it was almost nothing but metal. Yeah, 
I think it was almost nothing but death metal, in fact. Yes, yeah. Death metal and a little bestial black metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then last week, it was like uh, everything under the sun. Yes, yeah. Right? But we, you know, but this is a very hardcore heavy episode. So far, yes. I mean... And I think even just the submissions. In, in the submissions. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. One. Okay. One is Payasa. So I think this stuff is probably going to veer more beat down than either of us are, are ready for that said i really really like bulldoze and they were referenced in the description of this band so if that's true maybe i'll fuck with it i'm not expecting to but i'm going to come into this with an open mind so uh they have got the song haze the first song no, on, oh okay yeah yeah they got uh, haze the first song on here queued up to play so we're going to listen to haze off the haze begins by payasa The harder you fall, the taller you stand, the harder you fall. 
We just heard the song Haze off the Haze Begins by Payasa, who I do believe are based out of Chicago or thereabouts anyway. How'd you feel about that? Um, I liked it. Okay, go on. Um, I'm halfway there. I This is not normally in my lane. Yeah. What delivered it for me, I think, was the fact that it, it it's ambitious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true freak shit. Yes, <laughs> yes. and that's what I, I liked because, yes, like, we said bulldoze. I'm like, I don't really give a shit about bulldoze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like we just talked about with 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 uh, what was it echo chamber? Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? And bulldoze like, is that bridge too far for yes, you? Sure, well, for sure. Yes, like yeah. it's it. You know, uh, and and like this was this. I guess yeah. had elements of beatdown. I guess but i think it's incidental kind of yeah and 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 so and and who knows what the next the next the next two songs might be utter fucking bonehead shit maybe but yeah. i doubt it sure um so it's ambitious yeah 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 which and and, and that kept my interest sure yes you I know agree. because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be frank um with the spoken word intro uh-huh. i was kind of tuning out yeah sure same like i was in and out and i was like all right here we go um because i'm thinking boy this is an awful lot of fucking highbrow front loading right. for some bulldoze shit <laughs> yeah yeah i right? thought the same thing right from jump i'm like this can't this can't be true bulldoze shit right. because if you were getting a tried and true kev one intro you'd just be hearing about how dms was going to kick down your door and hit you with a brick yeah yeah, yeah. So. like 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 and and then it, it kicked in i'm like all right here we go i was like huh that's an interesting choice on like the vocals sure it came in yeah but i really started liking them sure um and it hit me in a way that like with the delivery you know and everything it hit me in a very 90s sort of way sure yeah 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 um and the narrative sort of realness yes to the lyrics and the way that the song took some twists and turns yeah i i think i really like this the more i the more i talk about it and the more i think about it i'm definitely gonna listen to two tracks yeah and i was looking at the picture of the band and i'm like these guys ain't playing bulldoze. No, yeah, that's the same thing. I'm just looking at the people involved. I'm like, no way, dude. <laughs> Absolutely right. not. I was just looking at the folks involved. I'm like, these guys ain't playing. These guys ain't playing bulldoze. And this grew on me the more and more it went. And I'm really glad. Like at the end, there was a little bit of a breakdown. Sure, yeah. But I'm really glad that they didn't fucking go out like that and like lean into like a really heavy yeah mosh part. Sure. Um, but this was like moshable, but at the same time not entirely you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, it yeah. had some mosh parts to it it kept i don't know it was ambitious it kept me interested and i was into i, I was into the, the delivery yeah so so one of the things that i was just talking about moments ago when we were listening to the echo chamber stuff is how i enjoy the idiosync the idiosyncrasies of late 80s new york hardcore and in general something that we stumble across on this show often is like amateurism colliding with ambition and how that does on occasion create things that are genuinely interesting and i think that you kind of have you kind of see that in play here i'm not prepared to call this full-on good right i'm not prepared to say that about it the the bulldoze comparison is apt in that that last breakdown and a couple like the maybe the intro riff full-on sound like a bulldoze riff like full stop that said I think it's because, and I was just talking to this, uh, talking to some kids about this last night at the show, heavy hardcore of that variety 
has been folded into the general hardcore canon in the last even just like the last five years, mm-hmm. last 10 years broadly, but really in the last five, six, seven years in a way that it wasn't before. Well, you know, and, and just, you know, I kind of, when I said I'm looking at the pictures, like these people are playing, playing bulldoze. Yeah. At the same time, things are being mol- like melted together and, yeah. and blended together, you know, in ways that are frankly uh, foreign. For, absolutely. For, <laughs> 100%. You know? Yes, for sure. So, so heavy hardcore of that variety. I mean, dude, the fact that in my lifetime I've lived to see Cold as Life become solely the interest of criminals and people who are goon adjacent. I like Cold as Life a lot. And I've known goonish men, many goonish men, and I've dabbled in goonishness while never fully dipping into the pool. But like, Cold as Life is just a band that like normal hardcore kids like now. And and the fact that a band like Never Ending Game is like a big band in hardcore is just it's not a thing that you saw ten years ago. I, I guess Trapped Under Ice kinda kicked that door open with like hard music entering the canon and suddenly kids started talking about like the next step up and shit that just was not part of the conversation at all previously, mm-hmm. unless you were a nerd about specific stuff. The fact that like fringy hard guy music is just folded into the canon and the conversation is, I think, on full display here. Because I, I I doubt that the direct reference point for this band is Bulldoze. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a product of living in a like fully postmodern, post-internet world in which all things just kind of exist and, yep. and, and are free game to, to exist in the yeah, same space. You know? To me, the influences to this are probably a lot of more modern bands sure. that I'm not very familiar with. Exactly, yeah. Or that yeah at the very least i'm familiar with but didn't dive into so i thought the end result here was at the very least pretty interesting interesting enough that i will probably listen to the other two songs on here too and just see see what's up i liked i will say lyrically too what i liked about this was that it's really not straying too far from a lot of the the content wise the sort of basis of the content a lot of the stuff that we gripe about when we hear like shattered man fucking beatdown stuff yeah, on this from show a different perspective but it's from a different perspective and it was done far more artfully oh that yeah for sure like for sure there's it you're right thematically it's it, it's very similar but you could tell that this person reads yes exactly which again a, a sure fire sign that you're not a true bulldozer right, right. <laughs> yeah. and like you know yeah and so like you could tell that this person reads and yeah. it's not again it's not like it's not like i don't know a tortured white dude talking about what exactly. a what a damaged soul. I look he is. in the mirror. I see only a skeleton. Right. Like I, <laughs> you know, I might be interested. Yeah, in a metallic hardcore or a beatdown band fronted by a Somali child soldier. Right. Yes. Talking yes, about right. what a broken freak they are. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But I ain't interested in no. your jock ass. No, man. the the goatee man talking no. about what a broken soul no, he is. No. Fuck you. No. Go get in your lifted truck and drive into the sunset. Right. Bitch. Yeah. No. For sure. I think I think all the collision of a lot of oddities here and a different perspective on display which is just refreshing in and of itself led me to be in a place where weirdly i kind of enjoyed this yeah, actually I, that's why i said it grew on me and i was yeah. like yeah I, I got at least this song i'm gonna yeah. listen check out the other two for sure this tape is uh actually and there's a physical form of this tape okay on 1648 records okay 
Um, you get three songs, so you know, uh, caveat emptor, I guess. Yeah, they're they're beefier than a lot of <laughs> the three song demos. Beefier than a lot, yeah. but that discrete record's fourteen tracks <laughs> for sure. Well, even on the on the convulse write up, like under the new LP, it talks about like in an era where of bands really don't go for the LP, discrete's not scared. Right, you know what right. I mean? Which is which is nice for sure. Um, so yeah, I'll check out the rest of this. So a uh, surprising twist. I, when it started, I was thinking, no way, Jose. By the end, I was thinking, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of buying what you're selling. You know, yeah. I mean, I was looking at the, I'm like, oh, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. And But no, yeah, um, this was very interesting to me. Kind of cool. All right, what's next? One. Okay, one is uh, one is the split, and we didn't have a particular side specified to us, and the songs are really short, so we'll just listen to a song from each side. I think the, to to be fair here, because otherwise we just have to pick a band. Um, so so let's just do that. We'll and we'll try we'll try to employ some brevity when we talk about this stuff. I guess let's listen to the Proton side first, just because it's uh, it's up first. And we in only the mix. had nine bands. Yeah, we only had nine bands, which doesn't actually matter. It matters. Based on the length, it, it matters. Doesn't affect. <laughs> I won't get into it, but there are some mathematical reasons why it doesn't it matter matters. in this case. Uh, so let's listen to the Proton song first. Uh, they got just the first song queued up to play. We're going to listen to Mutually Assured Suicide by Proton off their split with Total Sham. We knew the world would not be the same. Few people laughed, few people cried. Most people were silent. heard uh, mutually assured suicide by proton off of their side of their split with total sham when it uh when it came in i didn't know exactly where it was going to go mm-hmm. i didn't expect it to go the d-beat route i i did with the with the robert oppenheim quote at the beginning sure yeah well that that is yes sure that that's another thing that's more folded into the sort of popular consciousness than it was at one point but yeah if, if this is on a record from 1993 and oh, that quote is there yeah, then you sure. immediately for like sure. oh it's a db record right it's a crust record of some sort this is hobbled by the fact that we had chainsaw on the show already and boy that was good but this was still very good i think so okay let's let's 
let's really let's really start like uh, giving DBeat a, a, a discerning look. We're going to get granular about. We're going to get very. We're going to get down in the weeds here. Okay. I think this is the first time I can remember on this show uh-huh. getting a DBeat band that is directly trying to sound like Disrupt or something like that. So I was just going to say this is squarely like Jay. Yes. Uh, J Styles. J Styles. Yes, this is clearly J, very clearly J yep. Styles DB. Yep, and yes. and so this is this is the first time we've had something like that that actually didn't involve J Styles. Yes, yeah, sure, because <laughs> we have had uh, at least one or two of those. Right. Yeah. So, so it's distinctly different. Sure. Yes. Than what Chainsaw was doing in my for mind. sure. I I would agree. Yes, the Chainsaw stuff is is very much coming from like a Scandi or UK background in terms of what the 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 sort of sort of core sound is, whereas this absolutely sounded like a J Styles, not. A, I don't want to say clone because I, no, I don't no, want to. No, no, I don't no. want to disparage no. this, but it was very clearly in that way. Very clearly, very clearly. Whether whether by affectation or natural, what your natural voice sounds like. Yeah, you know, come on, listen to those vocals. Yeah, for sure. Um, listen to the pacing of the song, the noise of it. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And, you got the sound sample right up front. You know. Yeah. So so I I when it first kicked in. Mm-hmm. I expected DB, but then I heard that like I was like, God, this recording sucks. I can't believe they they. You're actually going to come at me with a fucking quote from Oppenheimer. Yeah, sure, yeah, right. With Robert Oppenheimer, and uh, then you're going to uh, give me something that sounds like it was, you know, you know, it just it sure, and then it kicked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. And everything clicked into place. Yep. Agreed. Um. So yeah, I really liked that Proton song. It was quite good, man. It was quite good. The tapes, um, the tapes already sold out, so we can't have it. Yeah, um, well, you know what? I, okay, splits. Uh huh. I've been seeing more splits. I I have too. Been seeing more split tapes. I got maybe asked to do a split. Maybe something's starting to like click where yeah. it's like you know we're wasting so much potential. Yeah, we only got three songs. Oh, we only got three songs too. Let's put them together. Yo, you know, you you do know that like, you can get like 90 minutes on a fucking, like 45 minutes, 60 minutes in a side. Yeah, for sure. Right? I'm not asking you to write, you know, an hour of goddamn music. No, please don't actually. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, come on. For sure. So it makes total sense. Absolutely. So I've been seeing more split, t- at least split tapes. Yep, agreed. Which I think is a is a laudable direction. Well, Convulse did that split. They did the Cold Brats and Gel mm-hmm. split. Like I said, I just got asked to do a split with one of my bands. Um, I just saw another split too, just the other day. That was like not a grindcore or a crust split, and I'm like, there we go. Yeah. Now we're talking. We just talked so, about the, this on the show a few weeks ago. So. Laudable direction for right? sure. Nevertheless, it is still just about uh, maybe eight minutes of music. That's fine. Whatever. I'll take it. You know what? It's, I'll take it, it. It's better. It's better than fucking three. I mean, we we recently committed to like eight minutes of music to a tape. I so, um, okay. So let's let's listen to the Total Sham site. The Proton the Proton song really set the stage. Total Sham's got uh, they got a, a high bar set that they got to clear here. So we're gonna listen to Society by Total Sham. <laughs> Look up the 
All right. We just heard Society by Total Sham off their split with Proton. How'd you feel? That, perfect. Like, I didn't, I'm glad it wasn't another DB band. I agree. Because then I'm not doing a side-by-side comparison between the one and the other. This is perfectly complimentary. Perfectly complimentary. Yes. Right? Chocolate and peanut butter. For sure. I want to see both these bands on a show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for right? sure. And yep. it seems like, I don't know, I don't, I'm not really, maybe, I'm not paying that much attention to Missouri, but maybe I need to start. Mm-hmm. Um, because if these two bands are uh, sort of, you know, holding it down in Missouri. Sure. There, there might be some other good stuff yeah, going on there. It's yeah. worth digging into. Yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, there is definitively good stuff going on in in Kansas City. I mean, I don't. No, well, Kansas City is generally speaking, but you know, yes, for sure. In general, yeah, right? Yeah. This fucking this is a sick split. It's a and, good split, um, man. It is kind of now. Too bad it's sold out. But yeah. whatever. Both of these bands have plenty of other stuff. I'm almost certain that we had Total Sham on before. Okay, this looks familiar. Yeah, that looks vaguely familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that does actually look familiar for sure. I don't know if it made it on the show. Because, um, you know, whenever you're going over the fucking the roll call at the beginning, I click on all the links and look at them. Sure, yeah. So it all becomes a blur. Yes, yeah. But um, sure. sorry if I don't remember you from before. Um, but yeah, this was this was fucking sick. Uh, both of those bands were fucking sick. I really want to see both of them live. Yeah, I think sure. that that'd be an absolute fucking rager. I think that would indeed be a rager. I would like to get them through the house. Um. Okay, so we've technically had six bands now. Mm. We got four messages to listen to and a, a few voice or a few uh, text messages as well. Do we want to pivot to that? We want to roll the dice one more time. I'm, Let's I'm roll all good. one more time. That's kind of what I was feeling. Let's roll it one more time. We've had good luck so far tonight. Right. One. Okay. One is Hog with Ready for the End. You can find this at hogrock666.bandcamp.com. Something from New Zealand. So, you know, they, they hold it down in, not just in Australia. New Zealand holds it down, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I We don't hear much. I mean, Diocletian. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've, uh, the Baths are from New, Ze- the New Zealand, right? Uh, a <laughs> wide, a wide gap. Uh, frequently them. sharing a bill with Diocletian. <laughs> now, that's a show I would like to see. They don't have much to work with over there, so you kind of got to put whatever on. Yeah, that's, that's true, right? Uh, okay, let me, let me double check. So track two is what was uh, suggested to us here. So we're going to listen to My Heart is a Hotline by Hog off of Ready for the End.
All right, we just heard My Heart is a Hotline by Hog of Ready for the End. How'd you like that? I like that. Yeah, it was cool. It was not at all what I expected. No, not at all. I, I, I was expecting maybe some more raw, raw punk DB kind of stuff or some like metal punky kind of shit. Yeah, that's what I was expecting was some like new wave of British heavy punk shit yeah. or something like that. I also, I follow this artist I was going to say, the art is sick. I follow I follow them on Instagram and their their art is so fucking good. I'm, I'm looking at their website now. So the band was good, but let's talk about the art for a second. Yeah. The art is fucking sick. Phenomenal. Um, It's... So I I like really like really detailed sort of artwork that kind of pulls you in on like sure. you know a lot of albums. Yeah, I've spent so many fucking hours looking at like Power Slave, right? Sure, you know, and the graffiti on the fucking pyramid and stuff. Yeah, somewhere in time, things like that. Um, I like um, I like amateur vulgarity mm-hmm. in artwork sure for no reason yes so sure. like mike diana really appeals to me and sure. johnny ryan really appealed to me for right. that reason of course yeah and and like then this dude's tattoo style is pretty sick yes. i don't frequently say that about tattoo art sure um even though i have a bunch of tattoos because it's 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 annoying sure it's yes. very fucking annoying right it's yes. annoying yes because let's face it a lot of it looks very very much the same yeah and it's just a matter of how it's just how, a matter of copying somebody else's traditional style again uh, uh craft right craft not art most but, of the time but this is this is pretty sick yes. this has this has intricacy it has um needless provocation the, yep. the severed head of a crying christ sure in the corner you know and um it it also has uh it has a good style to it yeah it's great it pulls you right in and on his web page um, let's just say his name, right? Yeah. Um, Capilli Tupau. Capilli? 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 Maybe Tupo? we shouldn't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spell it for you. It's Capilli Tupou. Yeah, C-A-P-I-L-L-I-T-U-P-O-U. Right. Um, yeah, he's got some sick art. For sure. So kudos, Hog, because uh, that's really good artwork, and it's pretty damn good music, too. Yeah, for sure. Not what I expected. A lot more, um, a, a lot more rock and roll. For sure. Yeah, a little bit of oi in there. Yeah, for sure. The, yeah, there's there's some street rock in this yes. mixed with some power pop. So this it it didn't hit me over the head in the same way that Kong Kong did, but I would say there's a similar attempt at synthesis occurring here, where mm. there's like a definite sort of like oi street rock pub rock sensibility going on here with the gruff vocals the more straight ahead verse verses of the song mm-hmm. and then the chorus slides into a bit of like kind of crooning power pop mm-hmm. and i think that juxtaposition works pretty well there's also some pretty interesting percussion choices in the song that i really liked um the production on this was a was kind of stuffy i i think there were some some decisions made or maybe just limitations placed by like budget and and like access to to studio whatever the case may be that kind of limited this it was like it was on the border of being kind of what i want out of a recording but but not quite there there were just some things that didn't like sit quite right in the mix for me or some tones that weren't like captured with the the right degree of oomph there were there were some things that maybe were i i so i mentioned to you there were six folks at least in the picture in this Mm -hmm. band doesn't have a list of who's in this band yeah 
I didn't. It didn't seem to me like I was listening to six people it, play. It did. It definitely did not feel like six folks. Yeah, I would agree for sure. But this is a debut release, it appears, um, and that's that's pretty strong. Also, clearly they're taking it seriously because they paid for what I can assume is not a cheap commission <laughs> to right. do this artwork. You know what I mean? Uh, it looks like they had a seven-inch lathe cut, which is an you know, an interesting choice for a, a debut physical I, I, release. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be frank. If I was uh, Kapili Tupo, yeah. I'd be like, guys, come on. Come on, put this on something real. Put it on something real <laughs> yeah. that people are actually going to listen to. For sure. But uh, I have to imagine the art is part of the selling. It's yeah. a big selling point for why you want to own the yeah. lathe cut because certainly I'm not owning it to actually listen to it. Right. right? Uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, pretty pretty promising. I'll probably listen to the rest of this and uh, keep my ear to the ground, see if they do anything else. This just came out like... I lo looks like uh, October 14th. So this uh, presumably they have not been a band for very long. They certainly right. haven't had re music released out into the world for very long. So yeah, uh, I mean, I like, I like the, I like the idea and the execution was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Recorded at the dog shit factory. Yeah. The old dog shit factory, <laughs> the famous New Zealand dog I, shit factory. I, I absolutely fucking love that. Um, basically, the uh, punk rock is about the only place where you can have a business called the Dog Shit <laughs> yeah, Factory. I, know. I would love to go to a restaurant <laughs> yeah. called the Dog well, Shit Factory. We talk factory. about that all yeah. the time, man. I want to see a restaurant, a completely delicious, legit restaurant, yeah. in no way presents itself as, you know, uh, you know, uh, off in any way. Yeah. Right? But then there's on the fucking, like, on the fucking appetizer yeah. menu, there is, like, right in the mix, not at the beginning, not at the end, yeah. right in the mix, turds. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, it's just like chocolate bars that somebody rolled around in their hand and lumped up and melted and put on a plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, let's, uh, let's listen to some voicemail. Speaking of turds. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, right off the top, let's shave the fat off the brisket. If you guys want to monetize this shit, I got some good-ass space on goldenguitarguys.com. Please visit. that I can sell you for a real good price. And uh, I don't want to talk business on the phone, man. You, you email my girl about all that shit. Uh, rest in peace, Rory Gallagher. Obviously, you got to get that out of the way. And uh, just real quick, a bit of a non-sequitur, so bear with me. Uh, Nate, Gray... Which one of you guys got the biggest throbbing purple prick? I've been smoking dust all weekend. I'm, I'm just, I'm horny as shit right now. <laughs> wow, Chris, really out of pocket on that one. Man. Yeah, really. He's coming with a business proposal he's in getting, one second. He's getting really, he's getting really personal. Yeah, for sure. I will say, I saw a meme today that, uh, that really spoke to me. It was like a guy with all of his clothes on in the shower with the shower running over his face as he's looking forlorn. And it says, uh, it said when, uh, when gray sweatpants season is finally arrived, but you're a grower, not a shower. Mm. And I feel that, you know what I mean? I guess it depends on what mood you catch me in, how I'm looking down there. I, if I will say, I'll just say full, full, <laughs> full disclosure here. If you catch me in an unaroused state, you would think that I have the smallest penis known to man. Like truly. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's embarrassingly yeah. small. But you know what? As soon as it's up and ready to go, it's just a normal, normal dick. I think I got a...
perfectly average piss honker. Yeah, it's just it goes from just wow, that's the smallest dick I've ever seen to like that's a normal dick. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. um, all right, let's. Uh, and Chris, we yeah, we'll be reaching out to your girl <laughs> after yeah, you come and, down and off the dust. R.I.P. Rory and R. R.I.P. Rory. God damn, it's almost the thirtieth anniversary of your death. Who who could re- forget that? <laughs> I think he just died. It says he died in forty in, in nineteen ninety five. <laughs> the Gallagher, Rory Gallagher, not Gallagher. Oh, oh, Rory Gallagher. Well, yeah. actual Gallagher just it's Chris died. from Golden Guitar Gods. He's yes, talking, yeah, about, Rory he's talking about Rory Gallagher. He's not talking about Sledgematic. I, I, I just mi- I missed the Rory part. Yeah. No, the, no, real, the Gallagher real Gallagher died. just died. But I think you know, so. doesn't the re- isn't there like a conspiracy theory that the real Gallagher died and it was his twin? It brother was his twin brother. Yes, that was being Gallagher. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. And, and he was being a, Gallagher is going to be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, when I was a kid, the first time I saw Gallagher, you lost your mind. Loved it, of course, dude. That's every kid's reaction. It's, it's 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 like a distinctly '80s comedy thing. I think where yeah. you had like you know the unknown comic, which is a guy with a paper bag on his head right. telling jokes, sure, and Gallagher, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Where you know it was. Uh, for that time, you know, a guy breaking watermelons all over everybody was uh, was cutting edge. It's avant-garde. Yeah, it was avant-garde. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, whatever. Times change, I suppose. Yeah. And he changed, too, because it turns out he was a real prick. <laughs> yes, yeah, evidently, for sure. Maybe he didn't change at all, but <laughs> that knowledge just came to light. Well, that, <laughs> our knowledge of him changed. Yes. Our ability to learn of him changed. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes. With this, with these new techniques, <laughs> we can learn that everyone is a prick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's. Uh, what's what we got next? All right. Hey, you guys just did an episode. You think it's called "Why Should I Care"? You were talking about global warming or some bullshit. Anyway, it's currently seventy degrees in Toronto, Canada, right now. I'm wearing my shorts outside. And I, I really got to ask you, why should I care? This is fucking sick. I don't want to wear... Oh, wait, what's that? Is that is that snow outside? Oh, shit. It, it's snowing. Oh, there's a, there's a foot of snow on the ground. Um, well, shit, that's a little bit early for November, but... Oh, we must just prove that global warming isn't real because it's fucking cold outside. I'll global warming be real anyway. I uh, love the show. Talk to you guys later. Bye. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, it, you can't refute that. That, that <laughs> scientists made a, a, a huge miscalculation when they cho- chose to use the term global warming instead of just going with climate change from the jump. Yeah. Because now there's a whole generation of people with calcified brains who yeah. always go global warming is cold as shit outside. I think JFK made a huge miscalculation when he decided not to nuke Russia over the <laughs> Bay of Pigs. <laughs> And just, you know, get it over with. Yeah, just get it done with. I'll, I'm tired of sitting on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> you know just, what I mean? We know, listen, guys, it's 19, it's not going to get, like, it's all, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? You you won't believe, you won't believe how stupid people are in 50 years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Right? You're not going to believe it. Like, they're just as stupid now, yeah. but they can't find each other. So they don't know, right. they don't know how to aggregate their stupidity. Sure. <laughs> Right. That's right. Yeah. Once that once that bridge is crossed, right, there's no going back. So you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. That's what that's what JFK should have said. You know, instead of uh, take those nukes out of whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and back back Khrushchev down. Yeah. Right. No. no just yeah. uh, 
Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you should have you should have called you should have called the Russians the F right. F slur on the mic right. and thrown up two middle fingers. Yeah. You know? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Keith Monkey Johnson here. Sorry for the uh long break between correspondences. I've uh, been selling weapons to rebels in Myanmar and helping uh you know, build IEDs and stuff like that. That's a joke for the federal agent who's looking at my case currently. Um, I just wanted to air a grievance. You know, I thought Vane was the worst band I've ever heard. Shittiest fucking Static X type breakdown core bullshit that I have ever had the displeasure of hearing. Um, but I'm surprised to find that their shoegaze band is actually worse. I guess you'd call it shoe. It's like shoe, shoe metal. We'll call it shoe metal. How about that? Fuck those guys, man. Hope you guys are doing well, though. See you around. You know, there's more to come from this T Smokey Johnson yeah, call. Yeah. Booty hole. There you, there go. you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. The, I mean, if you don't like, I guess if you don't like Vane, which I don't. Um, the fact finding out that they are indeed in flesh water is insult a top injury mm. for sure. Cause now they've made two horrible transgressions. Um, I think they, I think both again, let's just say, I think both those bands really good at what they do. Don't like what either of the bands do. So my loss, I guess yeah. <laughs> other people are out there enjoying their top quality product. Yeah. I mean, God, I wish I could enjoy top quality products that sucked. You know, dude, see, if we had, uh, see, this is a perfect, if we had ad reads, what a perfect train I could, because my brain immediately went to, and if you enjoy top quality products, check out bluechew.com right. for all of your sexual arousal needs. Right. They offer uh, analogs for Cialis, Sedanafil, and Tridalafil, Ladanafil. See, I could. Whatever it is. Right into it. I guess it works. Give it a try. That ad money, it's, it needs to come in. Now, Blue Chew, if you're hearing this, we're not going to sell you a pitch deck. You just come to us. How the fuck am I supposed to wear sweatpants without a Blue Chew? Exactly, dude. I need to have, at least always be at half mast so people don't think I'm walking <laughs> right. around here with a baby dick. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's embarrassing. Right. Looks like I got a fucking, uh, looks like I got a, I got a fucking, uh, you know, wad of cotton candy because all his pubes pushing yeah. the fucking... Yeah, it's just like an sweatpants a, out. Yeah, just got no a, stick down there. An acorn. I need a goddamn blue chew. <laughs> I need a damn blue hey, chew. I, I'm wearing sweatpants to work today. Where's my blue chew? I took a blue chew one time. It didn't do a goddamn thing well, for me because it was free. No, oh, so they don't they don't give you the real the the free blue chew. How do you do even do know? Shit. Was, how do you even know it was a real blue chew? It was branded blue chew. So what? I mean, Josh got them like as for like free promotional blue chews. So you you got free blue chews. Well, he got free blue chews, and I took one. So from you him. got free blue chews, second, maybe third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. God knows what the fuck that was. <laughs> well, I didn't feel weird or anything, but I I wasn't at a record all time hardness. That's I was just a normal standard issue. It didn't do shit for me. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to our last message. Hey guys, this is Smitty, a long-time listener, first-time voicemail lever. Uh, thinking about Nate's rant about country music, the music of the colonizer versus the music of the conqueror, I want to point something out. Uh, I'll assume you guys know this, but just for the purposes of conversation, the banjo as an instrument originated with enslaved people, which means that even the banjos they plucked as they stomped their way across the land they were soon to steal were themselves stolen from the unfortunate folks that they enslaved along the way. 
Uh, speaking of rants, uh, Nate, I know in the past you've uh, made some resolutions about being more positive in the year to come. just want to let you know I don't want to hear any of that shit this year. Uh, your rants give me life. They make me feel a little less alone in terms of how I see the world. Uh, and I think we all know that the year next year, the world will not be getting any less stupid. So uh, we need service, and uh, at least one person out here is very happy that you're providing it. Uh, keep it up. Fuck off and die. I mean, right on brand, dude. You, you just, you just yeah. spoke about how you. There's no believing how stupid the world will be right. in the future. Right. So, yeah. So, I, I, I had been thinking about our music of the colonizer, uh-huh. and I know the banjos. You know, sure. I, whatever. Right. Yeah. I also know that it wasn't toothless <laughs> banjo picking <laughs> hillbillies. Yeah. That did all the. Uh, that did all the all the footwork of no. um, you know. No, it was like clearing out indigenous folks British and, people and, and persecuting Spanish people and, 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 and Portuguese you know, folks. Yeah, but I do like I do like the visual of um, giant fucking ships from England coming over, yeah, yeah. and then just fucking you know overalls with one strap busted. Yeah, 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 for sure. Barefoot dude. hillbilly banjos from like banjo pickers from England coming off the ship. Yeah. sucking on it <laughs> chewing on some chaw yeah dude so what i i pictured like literally just like a like a unsuspecting band of native americans in a valley and over yonder hill and comes said, like hark yes yeah, like corn cob hat wearing like <laughs> corn like right. corn cob pipe right. like you know hat wearing dudes in overalls just like <laughs> and like a big cartoonish dust cloud coming up behind them yes, they're just barefoot yeah. stomping across right. the land just woo right and right yeah. behind him it's like it's like uh they're they're pushing lawnmowers or just mowing down trees <laughs> yeah, 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 and dude. leaving just like ruin <laughs> behind them they're shooting six shooters <laughs> in the air like fucking <laughs> yosemite say it's a promise land of plenty yes all ours look at this yes for sure that's exactly how i picture the colonization of america right it's it does it. It does it justice to look at it with that degree, that that lack of dignity. And but it, it was it was a bit slower of a burn. Yeah, the, the colonization <laughs> of the of the North yeah, America like, certainly. Like, you know, yes. it was like, yeah, it was. I think there's, you know, it's, it you know, it, it was like, uh, you know, French and so forth coming over like. Nah. I think there's beavers over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get all these beavers. Let's get these beavers, man. People go crazy for this shit where we're from. <laughs> yeah. And this place is loaded with them. Right? You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I was like, well, what else is over there? Oh, there's all kinds of cool shit. Dude, it's really depressing to think about the banality of genocide. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, uh, so I was, Gotta get these beavers. Dude, I, I, I have this book on like, um, uh, it's, I think it's called At the Crossroads, and it's the very, like, early days it's, it's a historical look of like european and indigenous interactions mm-hmm. in pennsylvania early on sure and dude the fucking horse shit that the colonists the petty horse shit that the colonists would fucking like uh you know <laughs> would try to pull sure yeah god damn it like there was one agreement and i guess this is fairly common but i was reading about one where um the the indians agreed to seed or like like you know basically parcel out a portion of land to some colonists and the portion of land was going to be the amount of land that a man could walk in 24 hours mm-hmm. right in a circle right? sure. walk a circuit and that's how much you know land that you know sure uh-huh. right so what those motherfuckers did uh-huh. right 
They picked a guy. Yeah. He took off. There he goes through the woods, right? Yeah. He gets a little ways up the way. We'll say a mile. Then he fucking steps off the trail. A dude in horseback takes off sprinting. And they fucking do a, a, hor- a, a hor- horse relay race for 24 hours uh-huh. across this huge fucking swath <laughs> of Pennsylvania. <laughs> and then, like, the next morning, the guy that started, you know, comes up all dirty. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, I finally fucking did it. Yeah. You know, and it was like, you know, hundreds of square miles. <laughs> That's so good, dude. It's such a shitty thing. Like <laughs> that like, is fully cartoon if, shit. It is. That's what I mean. Like if if it wasn't if if it wasn't so goddamned evil. Right. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That is that is like a Mel Brooks gag. I know. Like, I know. Like full on Mel I know. Brooks. And they do that shit all the fucking time. Holy shit! Like, oh my god, dude! Like the 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 gall of these people to think like we're pulling a fast one on them. <laughs> it's fucking it's fucking wild to me. And it's like they show up. They I I don't really want to talk seriously about it because I think we should be fucking outraged. All of us, not yeah. just uh, not just indigenous folks, like what has been taken from us. Sure, certainly, uh, yes. Because when you read historical accounts of what was on the landscape here, it is it is you cannot fathom. Yeah, no, you I, cannot fathom what this place looked like in fourteen hundred. Yeah, no, it's, it's horrifying to think about, right? For sure. And um, and uh, you know they they come over here, they're like, holy shit, look at all these trees, look at all this shit, and then immediately, yeah, there it goes. <laughs> Yeah, dude, man. What are we doing this for? So that we can build hovels in England. <laughs> Why are we killing all the fucking beavers? Well, by the time, uh, you know, by the time, like, the fucking Constitution was, you know, even a thing and all that stuff, beavers were largely eradicated, I think, like, fucking east of uh, the Rockies. Um, but, like... Why did we come over? Why did we come all the way over here and kill all the beavers? So people could wear fucking hats. Why else... Why else would you travel all the way around the world to an unknown continent to catch animals? Yeah, so other that than you for could, so that people could fucking wear hats. Yeah, man. I truly there's no mind I can relate to less than the mind of a man who still thinks that on any level humanity society as a project is a thing worth like saving and <laughs> it's preserving. why i have it's why i have no ambition yeah because i have no hope yeah it's like what are, what are we doing here man <laughs> yeah we killed all these people for hats right for hat, hats for hats. And, hats and gold well the the re- it really didn't start until after all the beavers were gone yeah yeah then we're like all right and i was like well there's got to be some other there's, good shit there's probably some other good shit around here <laughs> 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 you know come, like I, come for the beavers stay for the genocide like i said dude the banality of evil man yeah. it's uh it's flabbergasting <laughs> okay so in our text messages we got a question from joe is domestic monkeyism by monkey a racist release i don't think so no i think they're just going for like uh they were doing like a, a play on the you know like return to monkey meme thing we had monkey on the show a while back i I pretty much quick, pretty quickly erased them from my mind because it was like a joke, a joke grind project or like bestial oh, black yeah, metal. Kind I remember of, that. Know. Yeah. And I think I, we list, yeah, domestic monkeyism. Yeah. And I think we were like, okay, yeah. Funny, funny joke, man. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I don't think it's a racist, a racist. They release. just had another release on April 4th. They're keeping it up, man. Yeah. They're, ro- they're rolling with the shtick. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so we got uh, we oh, got. Oh, and it's it's, dude, the artwork here. Yeah, Spring Break Re- Requiem. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a take on like King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh-huh. No fucking contest. Why, are we- dude? Absolutely. So when King when the newest Kong versus Godzilla came out, it was like there were like a bunch of memes about that. That was like you know Godzilla and it's like nuclear blast tail right. and it's like and it's like king kong powers and then underneath it just says like monkey <laughs> <laughs> like like you know there, there's been a few king kongs versus godzilla yeah but like king kong climbs the empire state building and like you know holds a woman in his hand and gets shot down by biplanes yeah godzilla is like 400 feet tall yes also like even if we're yeah we're and just he has nu- nuclear breath yes let's not forget He's got nuclear breath. He's got nuclear breath. Also, Godzilla is like a fucking ancient, awakened protector of Earth type of deal, you know? Um, And like, King Kong is a dude who is swayed by the promise of a little human sliz. I mean, logistically, how's that even going to work? What are you going to do with that lady? Once you got her. I know, he just likes shiny things. Yeah, right, exactly. As as do we all, I guess. There's there's not a chance. Right, no, not a chance. Let Let us firmly put this to rest. There's not a fucking chance King Kong beats Godzilla. Or that he is fucking that lady. Well, he didn't because he got killed. Right, but I'm just saying... If he got it, he wouldn't know what to do with it, you know? Um, all right. So uh, we got we got one from our buddy Trey. Hugh Dalton. Hugh Dalton the third. Hugh Dalton something the third. I can't remember his actual uh, there's there's a thir- there's a there's another thing in there I think another name in there his prestigious name all right howdy boys Trey again when we first started working with booking agents back in 2013 or so it was important to us to weed out the many corporate agents recruiting us for exactly the reasons you discussed if we wanted to book a show with some homies that we've worked with a million times before we didn't want to have to send out communication to other people who shouldn't be involved we don't regret this but we've also absolutely missed out on larger opportunities because we didn't want to play ball with this weird part of big time touring culture networking is fucking stupid there you go so there you there you go from a guy in a bona fide cool big band yeah and your band is still good right you probably suck by now <laughs> your band is still Otherwise. good yeah that's right yeah your band is still good you still have had excellent touring opportunities you get to be on a a prestigious label who pays for your records um a lot of people like you i think metal metal booking agents are particularly egregious because like we've dealt with trying to book some like kind of hot death metal stuff recently at the house and even with people that we know it's like oh you gotta ask our booking agent man it's like why dude you are two and a half hours away just to drive up to you don't have to tell anybody dude just drive up to the fucking house and play no one no no one needs to be any the wiser what's he gonna do give you a spanking yeah and like you don't even have to promote it i'll post it on my shit you don't even have to talk about it everybody will know everybody here already follows the pages they'll know the show you know why because you know why because they signed a piece of paper that's right yeah there's something in (laughs) when you sign a contract yeah you are getting fucked. Absolutely. Right? For sure. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to sign the contract. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right? It's in there because they can afford a lawyer to write that contract up. Yes. And you can't afford one to read it. Yeah, that's, dude, 100%. I mean, when I signed my contract, I was just like, 
yeah, I get. I guess you own all this music in perpetuity. Right. <laughs> That's fine. Right. I guess. Right. Do a Lou Reed. <laughs> I'll never be able to sell this myself just, or just use do it a for Lou anything. Reed and meet the terms of the contract. Make the shittiest fucking record yeah. you ever heard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, is, that is a move. I think the last uh, Carcass record was a yes, contract breaker as well. Mm-hmm. So, but they still fucking play a song off of it. They do still play a song off of it, and it ain't a good one. <laughs> it is not a good one. But it's you know. It's but think a, about that. They have to sacrifice a good song out of their set. Right. To, for whatever reason, yeah. play a song off of the record that everyone fucking hates. Some, that they fucking totally phoned it in on by their own admission. I've seen some people simping for that record, and it really bums me out. Like, no, dude, that is a bad record. They made a bad record they on even, purpose. Yeah, they said they made a bad record on purpose. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's. Why are we pretending? <laughs> no, we don't need to exist in this collective delusion. Right. It's a bad fucking so, record. So they're going to sacrifice a track off of fucking Necroticism right. or Heartwork or... Or symphonies, symphonies, yeah. Because they just gotta put that fucking, they just gotta put that fucking swan song track in the set. Yeah, it sucks, man. No good, no good. Bad call, carcass. But the rest of their set, always pretty good. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up there. If you want to call and leave us a message, it is two six zero two 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 eight three four one. You can also shoot us a text message. I usually do this at the top of the show now. I forgot to. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolition podcast. We've had a few new subscribers recently. We actually have two episodes up this month. Thank God. We we really did it. And I think we're going to reconvene. We're going to record again, I think, Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to reconvene and record again here in a couple days. So we'll have another episode out for you before the the end of the month, ideally. Uh, So thanks to everybody who subscribed. Thanks to everybody who's listening to the show still. uh, You know, do your thing. Rate and review on Spotify. Spotify. I heard on the Kings of Punk podcast on my way over here that evidently if you get enough reviews on Spotify, it means something. I don't know. They The, the algorithm starts suggesting you to other podcast listeners, I guess. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify, so I wouldn't know. But according to the Kings of Punk, who are the end-all, be-all, bottom-line of factual information about podcasting and uh, Spotify algorithms. I guess it's good if you rate it on there. So give us five stars and and tell Spotify we're we're good little boys. Uh, We uh, will catch you on the next one.